Have you ever visited your local hobby shop and walked through the aisle staring at all those model construction kits thinking, I can't do that? Think again. It may not be as difficult as you first imagined. Model kits have been dated back as far as 1931. They've improved over the years and have expanded to a wide variety of categories, and they aren't just for boys. In 1963, the British Plastic Modeler Society was founded and soon thereafter became the International Plastic Modeler Society. In 1964, a U.S. charter was formed. Today, there are over 220 active chapters in 13 geographically determined regions. Region 8 recently had its 2015 Best of the West Regional, where 94 entries showcased 428 models of their best work, and Teen Day was there. Coming up featured IPMS staff and modelers from the Best of the West 20 at the historic Riviera Hotel Landmark in Las Vegas, Nevada. This was the Rivs' final conference as they say goodbye after 60 wonderful years of providing memories and history throughout the generations. You're listening to the 2015 Teen Day IPMS Las Vegas Special Broadcast presented by 91.7 The Edge, Radio Airlift, Daily Jefferson County Union, Mirror Media Group, Rip Marketing Group, and the Wisconsin Broadcasters Association. Ford Community Credit Union is owned by their account holders or members where every member has the same share, no matter how much money is in their account. With more than 27,000 no-fee ATMs nationwide and a free mobile app, FCCU wants to make banking easy for you. Membership is open to anyone living or working in Dane, Dodge, Jefferson, Walk, Walworth, and Waukesha counties. Details are available by visiting FordCommunity.com, member NCUA, membership eligibility required. Want to follow the pulse of the west side of Los Angeles? Want to know all the latest news and events from Beverly Hills to Santa Monica? Westsidetoday.com is updated daily with top news as it breaks. And video featuring hot happy hours, top dining spots, and local events. Covering Santa Monica, Venice, Malibu, Westwood, West LA, Brentwood, Century City, and Beverly Hills. Westsidetoday.com is the source for local news. Hi, Rodney Allen Rippey, Teen Day Correspondent here. All of us at Teen Day would like to extend our appreciation to the staff and former guests at the Riviera Hotel. This educational broadcast assignment was the RIV's last conference, and we've decided to produce a series of one-minute segments that highlight their 60 years of history and service. They will be featured along with our exclusive coverage from the IPMS Las Vegas Best of the West 20 Regional. Now back to the Teen Day, IPMS, Las Vegas Special Podcast, supported by 91.7 The Edge, Radio Airless, the Wisconsin Broadcasters Association, and the Teen Day Radio Network. And we're back at the 2015 Best in the West IPMS Regional Convention at the Riviera Hotel. I'm Steven from the Teen Day Broadcast, and I'm here with... Dick Chris, the president of the IPMS USA. How are you doing today? I'm doing very well, thanks. All right. So um, first question I want to ask. Since you are the president of IPMS and we're at the IPMS convention in Las Vegas, I'm sure you've been to a countless number of these. I've been to several shows, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So at these conventions... uh, 
What's the culture like for the collectors, the admirers, the people that come and have the hobby for this type of thing? Well, one thing that, to remember about this hobby is it tends to be a solitary hobby. Um, most people build models alone in their, in their hobby room, in their home, or in their garage. And events like this that our society puts on... Um, gives modelers an opportunity to meet with other modelers and show them their work, um, socialize a bit, and it's, it's, it's just an opportunity for modelers to get together, which really doesn't happen all that often because of the nature of the hobby. Definitely, definitely. So what's the major age range that you would see, uh, hobbyers that you do see? Um, it's a pretty large range. We see modelers ranging from 7 or 8 years old to 70 or 80 years old, particularly when we get to some of the bigger shows like our national convention. It's a, the age range is really big. Wow. Okay, so tell me, what got you into this hobby? What made you realize you had a passion for this type of thing? Uh, I started building models when I was 12. And I've been doing it pretty much continuously since then. Um, what I like about the hobby, um, the part that I do, is, is I like to build models of real things. Um, so it, it's the history. We like to say it's history you can hold. So I, it, not only is it the, the, the building the model, but it's learning the history of the subject that you're building. And I think that's what's really interesting to me. One of the things that keeps me going in the modeling is um, is history. Okay, okay, definitely. So, what was would be like the biggest model you would say you've ever built? Or um, one of your most favorite models that you've built yourself? Well, the the biggest one is probably one of the one of my favorite ones. I built a uh, a model in one twelfth scale of a. Uh, of a Porsche 934 race car. Um, one twelfth scale means one inch equals one foot. So it's a pretty big model, and I and I did a lot of work on adding details that weren't in it from the, from the kit manufacturer. So I made it mine, and I really had a good time building that model, and it's one I display um, in my hobby store. Okay. Well, so um, I'm sure you've won plenty of awards for your models in the past right yes i have and so how does it make you feel to see uh other modelers when they make their models and you see the awards given out for things that they build or something that inspires you that you like i i enjoyed looking at at all kinds of models uh, all different genres because the, the, the skill sets are, are different, so you like to see how people solve particular kinds of problems in their, in their, in their builds. Um, it's, it's always inspirational to see somebody who's better than you um, and the work that they do, and you try to learn some of the skills and techniques that they have to make your models better as well. That's uh, one of the things I like about coming to shows and contests. All right. So how many shows... Would you say you go to a year? I go to three or four shows a year. Uh, between the, the IPMS National Convention, I go to that every year. Um, I try to get to um, a regional show like this one and then a couple of local shows. Um, 
Okay. Do you still enter in these contests, or you just go to watch the other up-and-coming talent? One of the things I like about contests is being able to participate, and I try to take um, a model, at least to the national convention, to put on the table so I'm participating like everybody else. And I think that's, that's part of the enjoyment I get about going to these shows is being able to participate, okay. not just look. Awesome. So do you have any models participating in today's convention? Uh, I did not bring any here to Las Vegas. Okay. So today you're just spectating and watching, huh? Yes. Okay. So uh, what were some of your favorites that you've seen out there today so far? Um, I saw some Gundam models. Uh, yeah, those I saw some of those. Those oh, were really nice. There's some really impressive work, and not just the biggest ones. Some of the smaller ones, the the skill in, in building and painting those things is just incredible. I really like looking at the Gundams. There are a couple of uh, models in the sci-fi category that looked really nice. Um, I haven't had a chance to look at um, all the aircraft or all the armor. Um, I did look at the cars, and there's a couple of... Uh, cars with some really spectacular paint jobs oh yeah um, i noticed some, paint jobs some as well. glitter and metal flake paint yes. jobs that were really amazing very realistic very realistic so um which one would you think has a shoe in for winning some of the awards um i haven't really looked at them in in the manner that the judges will i've just been looking at them uh see things that i that i really like looking at um the judging gets into um how well is the model built? And, and, and oftentimes the model that really catches your eye is not the one that's built the best and it's not the one that's going to win um, unless there's perhaps a, a, a popular vote. And then those eye-popping models will, will, will usually win that. But um, I haven't looked at them in the manner that a judge will. All right. So how many categories are there in this uh, convention to be judged? I haven't looked at the um, the rules here, but I, it, it looks like there's probably going to be 50 or 60 categories. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah. Keep the judges busy, that's for sure. <laughs> so, like, uh, what kind, just to name a few? Okay, we have categories for uh, junior modelers, uh, modelers under the age of 16, and we have um, cars and airplanes and armor and... and and space and sci-fi for them. And then for the adult modelers, we have aircraft categories, armor categories, car categories, uh, space and science fiction. Um, we call hypothetical, which is uh, something out of the builder's imagination. So we got, um, we've got categories that cover just about any um, genre of modeling you might be interested in. Wow, Okay. That's a lot. That's very detailed. Now, um, what are some of the future projects you have lined up after this Las Vegas IPMS? Uh, well, I've got a, a couple of projects um, that I'm working on right now in my hobby room. I have a, um, I'm building a Boeing 747 a model that'll be in Pan Am markings. That's kind of big. I also have a, um, a BMW Z4 that's uh, raced in the United States uh, by Turner Motorsports. So I have, uh, I'm building a model of, a, of an actual race car in that case. 
Those are the things I have going on right now. Do you plan on, like, putting those into uh, contention or no? I'm going to try to get the BMW done for our national in Columbus. Uh, Taking models on the road to a show, you really can't take the really big ones. A 747 is a pretty big model. So I'll take something smaller like like a car or something like that. Um, rather than some of the bigger models that I have. This program will be aired on high school and college radio. So what advice could you give a young model builder that would like to be in something like an IPMS contest or he has a, a general interest in this hobby and he has a passion? What would you advice would you give a person like that? I'd suggest that you make a trip down to your local hobby store and look at all the models that are available and pick something that you're interested in and just build it. I mean, the, the first time you build it, it's not going to be perfect, um, but you're going to learn some things, and as you build more, you're going to learn more. And by all means, when you have a model done and, and there is a local show available, enter your model and get a chance to meet other people, uh, kids as well as adults that are building models, and uh, ask questions and have an opportunity to learn something. Definitely. Definitely. I agree. I would agree. Is this kind of hobby like offered in school? Um, as part of the curriculum, no. Um, the, my local chapter does participate with a couple of schools where we have uh, make-and-take events where we'll take models to the students and they'll build them and, and, and take them home. And uh, some schools support those kinds of programs. So there are school activities, school-related activities, but not any that are directly part of the curriculum right but there's like you know extracurriculars where there's like you know model clubs yes there are or model building clubs yep okay that's awesome so um uh where would we be able to see some of your work and some uh, other of the great ipms great work of some of those conventions as well um yeah the our national organization has a website ipmsusa.org and within that website, uh, in the areas that are available to the public, there are galleries of models that have been built and displayed at shows um, and conventions. What does it exactly stand for so we could clarify that for everyone out there? IPMS is International Plastic Modelers Society. It's an organization that was founded in England in 1963. And we are the USA branch of that organization. There are national branches all over the world um, of, I, of IPMS. So we're a, a part of a larger organization of plastic modeler builders. So tell me, how would someone be able to join this society? The easiest way is to look on our website. There's a, um, there's a page there that has chapters on it and find a chapter in your in your local city um, you can also contact our national organization through the website and we can put you in touch with members in your local local area that have a chapter okay uh, of course you're the president but which chapter do you belong to and which chapters do you oversee um, all the all the chapters are pretty much independent I belong to um, IPMS Craig Hewitt, which is in uh, Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, it's named for a member of our chapter who passed away several years ago who was uh, very big in promoting the scale modeling hobby. 
So my, my chapter is in Phoenix. Okay. And what are all the uh, chapters you overlook as the president of the IPMS? Well, um, our organization is, I mean, the, the national organization uh, hosts or organizes our national convention and, and takes care of the national business in individual chapters, we don't really have any um, day-to-day operational control of those chapters. They're, 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 locally, they're local chapters, and they're uh, run by the local members. What was the most electrifying IPMS convention you've ever been to? Probably the one I enjoyed the most Our 12 o'clock drive. was uh, 1998 in Columbus, Ohio. Now I'm going to reannounce. Uh, enjoying the best of the West here in Las Vegas today. That was probably one of the first hey, hey, ones that I went to. Well, we, just like um, Thank you, we had a good time there. Uh, we had a chance to go to the Air Force Museum. Um, the, the, the show was really good. Um, all in all, I just had a great time at Columbus. Okay, so you have it. Now, you do, you do, do uh, models for the military or do things for the military, correct? Yeah, our organization at the national and at the local level um, has programs to support the troops. At at the national level, we have regularly sent models overseas to the troops deployed in Iraq and Afghanistan. At the local level, uh, our chapters help support uh, modeling activities at our veterans' hospitals. So, uh, my local chapter, uh, IPMS Craig Hewitt, uh, regularly donates kits to the uh, VA hospital in Phoenix, and they're used as part of the therapy for the, the patients there uh, building models. Well, what kind of things uh, do they do? Well, we, we give them a wide assortment of models. Most of them are interested in building models of, of modern aircraft and modern armor, but we give them uh, ships and planes and cars and just about anything that uh, it's in our members' collection. They decide they don't want to build. Uh, they'll put it in a in a box, and we'll uh, send it up to the uh, VA hospital in Phoenix and let them uh, let the patients decide what they want to build. Okay. And how do you do it overseas? Um, overseas, we uh, we uh, we ship the models. Um, because shipping charges tend to be based on size, uh, what we'll do is we'll take the models out of the boxes and flatten the boxes so we can pack more models in the, in the same size box than if we left them in their individual uh, packaging. And we, do, we ship them to um, coordinators at the various bases who are organizing the um, recreational activities for the troops, and uh, they arrange to to uh, pass out the models to the troops. We provide glue and paint and all the things that the troops need to build the models so they have everything provided for them. Okay. Well, how long have you guys uh, been doing that? We've been doing it since around the year 2000. That's over 15 years. Yeah, we've been providing kits to um, to our troops that are de- have been deployed. Would like locally? Do you guys do any mentoring or helping out with you know kids that want to learn more about modeling? Well, we do the, the the make and take activities at our contests and at, at schools. Um, other than that, uh, any sort of mentoring is going to happen 
when we get the, the, the children and hopefully their parents to start coming to our local chapter meetings, because you'll find that uh, the members are, are very much willing to uh, offer advice and, and help the, 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 the young modelers build better models. Is there anything else that you want to add about your society, about IBMS? Uh, yeah, our, our, our society is... Um, I said, provides a social outlet for plastic modelers. Um, I think in general our members have a good time building models, collecting models. Um, I hope those people that are listening to this will take the opportunity to go to their local hobby store and find a model and, and, and find the local chapter and, and start attending meetings. Because you'll find that they're a, a very interesting group of people who uh, are building plastic models. Um, a lot of them are really interested in, in the history, and a lot of them are really interested in um, the skills and the techniques for building models. So there's always lots to learn at a, at a local IPMS meeting. Well, all right. And um, can I have everybody's we want to thank you for joining us today. And thank you, Mr. Christ. It's been my pleasure. Thank you very much. Teen Day remembers the Riv. The Riviera Hotel and Casino opened its doors to the public on April 20th, 1955. They were the first high-rise on the Las Vegas Strip. Liberace had the honor of cutting the ribbon at the grand opening celebration. He was the hotel showroom, The Clover's, featured performer making a record $50,000 a week. Guests were greeted by the late, great Joan Crawford. Due to the lack of local musicians, orchestra players were brought in from Los Angeles. This nine-story hotel and casino was already making history. Within three months, they were making more history. Because of management misconduct, the Riv was facing bankruptcy. Gus Greenbaum and a team of partners were brought in to rescue the sinking hotel from the financial quicksand of its desert home. Greenbaum and one of his associates were part of the group that took control of the fabulous Flamingo Hotel in the wake of the Bugsy Siegel murder in Beverly Hills. If you'd like to know more about the history of Las Vegas, visit ClassicLasVegas.Squarespace.com, helping preserve 20th century Las Vegas. Hello, we're back at the 2015 Best of the West IPMS Regional Convention at the Riviera Hotel. I'm Stephen from the Teen Day Broadcast, and I'm here with Gabby Willoughby. How are you doing today, Gabby? Yeah, very good. All right, Gabby, so how many entries do you have today in the convention? I actually have four. Okay, yeah. Uh, give us a description of these uh, four models that you have. Well, uh, one of them is a dinosaur, which is uh, his name. The name is uh, that I call it is uh, Fang. It has some uh, spray-painted details on it and then some hand-painted details on it. Then I have a Plymouth uh, Barracuda, which uh, is uh, some which is a little bit of a dark uh, purple and has a bit uh, of some black uh, metallic, I think it is. And then I have a uh, Mach 5, which has uh, the stingray emblem coming out of the hood with uh, the different decals on it. And then I have a uh, Jeep Patriot, too, which was I made it because my mom used to have a bright blue Jeep Patriot, and it has has like um, some uh, fuzzy dice on the um, what do you call it the mirror thing. Okay. Wow. All right. So, Gabby, how old are you? Uh, Eleven. Gonna be twelve in a few weeks. All right. So, how long have you uh, been into this hobby of mo- building models? Uh, since I was four. 
Wow, this is so it's a, been a long time. Yeah, my uh, first model that I built when I was four was actually a fire truck, and I built it uh, on my own. And uh, my dad just uh, showed me uh, where where to put it, and it was like, okay. I was like, can I get some help? Can I get like, can I get help? Can I get help? He was like, no, you got to do it yourself. And it just started from there, huh? Yep. So is this uh, your first IPMS convention that you've been in? A few of them. No, it's not my first one. Okay. So, I mean, have you won any, uh, like, awards for any of your models? or? Uh, yes. Uh, in uh, one, of the sh- one of the shows I uh, entered uh, in 2011, I entered my Jeep Patriot, which I have uh, in this show. I won uh, first place uh, for the juniors, and I also won People's Choice out of the whole entire show. Wow. Okay. So very accomplished. Oh, yeah. And then also my uh, fire truck, which I... Said earlier, also won first place. Oh wow! Okay, so uh, with some of these models out here in this competition, besides your own, what uh, models have you seen out here that inspire you, or that are some of your personal favorites? There was a few uh, of them that I personally really enjoyed. Uh, which was including some of the tanks, uh, some of the aircraft, and a few of the muscle cars. Okay. Wow. All right. So, like, uh, what inspires you to build the models that you build? Uh, what inspires me is uh, that uh, just seeing other people uh, enjoying uh, what enjoying building models and just ha- and seeing my dad enjoy making them, and they just just uh, stay, they're just really fun to build, and they're. Just something to do. Keep me from being bored. All right. What are some of your projects that you have planned for after this convention? I'm actually currently in the making of a truck. I think it's a... I don't remember. It's been a while since I've looked at it, but I think it's a flatbed. Okay. What's the biggest model you've ever built? The biggest model I've ever built uh, was uh, my uh, dinosaur fang. Oh, the dinosaur fang. Well, what kind of dinosaur was he? Uh, T-Rex, I think. T-Rex. So this hobby, this passion that you've had since you were four, and now you're 11, tw- about to be 12, uh, you're going to keep entering into more contests? Yeah, because uh, I just, uh, it just, uh, like I said, uh, it uh, keeps me from being bored, and it's just something I want to keep doing. What would else be your your next project besides your flatbed? Like, I have to get this built before a certain time. Like, I want to build one of these. I actually want to build uh, some uh, fighter jets uh, and also want to build any type of tank. Any type of tank. So you've never done a tank or a jet before? No. I've only done uh, the cars and fang. Okay. So what do you think about like those like the movie characters you see, like the Star Wars characters and the like characters that you see in this convention that they have those models built? Would you like do anything like that or maybe some, like, uh, movies but, or but, like like I might uh, build a some like uh, maybe um a Princess Leia or something. Alright. So like the Mach five you said you built. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, did you what what inspired you to build that? Just the nice type of car that it is, or now I'm pretty sure Mach Five. There's movies with lots of Mach Fives in there, so I just uh, one time I saw it at uh, one of the shows I think it was, uh, and I was like, I want to build that. It seemed because uh, I heard that it was pretty popular, and it's, I was like, yeah, I want, I want it, I like, I want to build that. Yeah, Mach Five is one of my favorites as well.
where can we uh, see some of your work at, like on the like the internet? Can we uh, see some of your models posted, like on Instagram or Facebook or any social media? I'm actually gonna start to posting some of my uh, some of my models on Instagram. All right, awesome. We want to thank you for coming out with us today and uh, participating with us in our uh, Teen Day broadcast, and we want to wish you good luck in all your future projects. Thank you so much. You're listening to the Team Day IPMS Las Vegas Special Broadcast, presented by 91.7 The Edge, Radio Airlift, the Wisconsin Broadcasters Association, and the Team Day Radio Network. Port Community Credit Union is owned by their account holders or members where every member has the same share, no matter how much money is in their account. With more than 27,000 no-fee ATMs nationwide and a free mobile app, FCCU wants to make banking easy for you. Membership is open to anyone living or working in Dane, Dodge, Jefferson, Block, Walworth, and Waukesha counties. Details are available by visiting fortcommunity.com, member NCUA, membership eligibility required. Want to follow the pulse of the west side of Los Angeles? Want to know all the latest news and events from Beverly Hills to Santa Monica? WestsideToday.com is updated daily with top news as it breaks. And video featuring hot happy hours, top dining spots, and local events. Covering Santa Monica, Venice, Malibu, Westwood, West LA, Brentwood, Century City, and Beverly Hills. WestsideToday.com is the source for local news. You're listening to WSUW. Whitewater, Wisconsin, and Radio Airlift, Beverly Hills, California, on the Teen Day Radio Network. Teen Day remembers the Riv. By June 1955, the Nevada Tax Commission wanted to know more about Greenbaum and his partners. The commission agreed to lease the casino at the Riviera to them on September 28th. They immediately began to clean house. The pilfering stopped. The hotel began turning a profit. Liberace was still their headliner. One evening, he was performing his act, and he saw Elvis Presley in the audience. He invited Elvis on stage, and the two traded places. Elvis took over the keys, and Liberace strummed along on the strings. The Clover Room was definitely attracting attention. By the end of the 1950s, the Riviera had featured Hollywood's best, like Lucille Ball, Bob Hope, the Ames Brothers, Patty Andrews, Milton Berle, Mickey Rooney, Dinah Shore, Red Skelton, Ginger Rogers, Harry Belafonte, Peggy Lee, the Mills Brothers, Orson Welles, Jonathan Winters, and countless others. If you'd like to know more about the history of Las Vegas, visit ClassicLasVegas.Squarespace.com, helping preserve 20th century Las Vegas. Now back to the Team Day IPMS Las Vegas special broadcast presented by 91.7 The Edge Radio Airlift the Wisconsin Broadcasters Association, and the Team Day Radio Network. And we're back at the 2015 Best of the West IPMS Regional Convention at the Riviera Hotel. I'm Steven from the Team Day Broadcast, and I'm here with John Ozaka. How are you doing today, sir? I'm having a great time today, Steve. All right. Uh, now, you are with Model Cars Magazine, is that correct? I am, Yes. Uh, that's kind of interesting because I used to live in Hawaii, and the editor, owner of that magazine, lives in Hawaii, and that's how I got connected with him. But I'm the uh, marketing director for the magazine, and we used to travel a lot around the country doing different trade shows and, and hobby shows. So that's where that's, that started. Okay, well, how long have you been with Model Cars Magazine? Oh, boy. I guess probably about 15 years, something like that. Wow, it's been a long time. So. Well, I'm how, old. <laughs> how long have you actually been building models? Oh, I, 
I, I don't want to do the math on that, but I started <laughs> when I was about seven, seven years old, six years old. In fact, the first model that I ever built was a paper model during World War II. My mother bought me a thing about Wallace Rigby, and I've chased those things for years trying to find more of them because it's a, I've always been interested in paper. In fact, I'm trying to get a paper model club going now uh, here in Las Vegas, but I've been here in Las Vegas probably 10 years. So probably, I'm guessing, 60-something years I've been building in all kinds of different things. All right. So how many uh, IPMS conventions have you been to? Conventions? like Well, there's different levels of conventions. National conventions, I think I've been to three. Uh, regional conventions like this is probably about the same number. And uh, uh, then we did a lot of local. I was at IPMS in Hawaii and also here. So I don't know. 10, 12, something like that. All right. So uh, which one of the, which of those 12, 10 to 12, would you say is the most electrifying Oh, it's got to be. It's got to be today, of course. <laughs> but, but other than today, uh, the, the Nationals that they had in Phoenix in 2010, I think it was, was a very, very nice show, too. All right. All right. So uh, did you, uh, do you have any models that you built in contention here today? I didn't bring that many. I do have some here, uh, but they're not my current bills particularly. Uh, I do model cars. and In fact, I run the model car club here in Las Vegas. And so I brought in a few. We have a couple group entries where um, we had a, a really interesting challenge. Uh, snap tight kits, which are made for kids uh, or beginning modelers, uh, everybody thinks are so basic that you can't build anything good with it. But if you have a chance and you go in the other room, look at the, uh, the 69 Chevy Camaro Challenge. There's a box there that shows the snap tight kit. And you'll see I, there's about 10 models right now. I think we had 14 or 15 altogether that everybody got the same snap tight kit and then try to build it as an adult would. And you'll see the wide variety of, of models that we have. It's kind of an interesting thing. So I have that, and then I, have, I can date myself. If you look, I have a collection of models of cars that I've owned. There's uh, five of them uh, wow. on, on display, so they go back so a few years to cars it. Cars that you've owned, in, in uh, actuality, you've made models of? Made up. models of. It's really a fascinating thing because I swear the first time I did it, my first car, when I was working on it, I could still smell the grease on that car. It was, <laughs> really, it was really fun, and it, it's, a, it's a nice... And I, the license plates are the correct ones. I had reference photos left over, so I got the right license plate numbers, made custom plates for them. And it's, it's just really because it's so personal, you know. And they're not that they're the fanciest cars, but I made them as they were when I owned them. So, yeah, that's, that's kind of fun stuff. So I've been doing the cars for a long time. That's probably my, my biggest passion, although uh, I build everything. I do wooden ships. I do the papers I mentioned. I do aircraft, stick and tissue planes. Uh, done a little bit of everything, which actually works real good because I work part time at Ho at Hobbytown here in Las Vegas, and I've been there almost ten years now, almost as long as we've been here. And so I'm sort of the model guru. That's what I self-title myself because any questions on modeling, I know the answers. And and so they'll I'm constantly getting people come up and asking technical questions or paint problems and things that they have. And because I've been doing it for so long, you know, I've I've done a little bit of everything. So. It's a right. perfect, perfect job, ideal job. So, uh, if you could explain, uh, how would you make you know a particular model from scratch? From scratch, <clears throat> well, 
Well, there's a good example of a scratch-built model in the other room. If you look at the time machine, the, the guy, I don't know if you've seen yeah, that I one yet. the time machine. The that guy worked 35 really years on that to make that time machine, and it's awesome. It was in a contest we had uh, at Hobbytown last weekend, and he won Best of Show and People's Choice. That's a fantastic yeah. uh, amount of work. I don't have that much time to go <laughs> to go into the. I don't really scratch build. What I do, and I think most of the models do the same thing, is you buy a kit of a car that you sort of like, but maybe you don't like the engine or you don't like the wheels or the no, the color is optional. But so you modify it, and you, maybe you take part of an engine from one kit and put it in an, in the kit you're working on. So it's called kit bashing, and I do that. And, and you also uh, can buy aftermarket, what they call aftermarket parts, which are photo etched or machine parts for more detail. So if you really want to detail up a little plastic model, I mean, I spend an average 35 to 60 hours on a 124th scale or 125th scale plastic kit. So you can get lost in them real easy, and you can spend a couple hundred dollars if you want. But scratch building... Ladies and gentlemen, if I could have your attention, nope. please... It's, uh, it's just a little bit too much to uh, to do. Uh, the people machine things and they do everything, but I just I just uh, I don't go to that far. I, I'd rather just modify something else that's already started for me. All right, so uh, what are your favorite things to build? Your favorite things to model build? Well, the favorite things that I've done or, <laughs> or I want to do. <laughs> Well, yeah. that you've done and that you, you, you know, that you would like well, to do. I, I've always loved ships, and any time I can get to a museum, I always go. And I've been on a lot of the real ships, the wooden ships, the square riggers, and I've said that I will build those when I retire. And I have a collection of about 25 kits, and I am retired, but I haven't really done any of them. So that's what I really like to do. I'm really, but uh, as far as what I've done, yeah, that's a good question. What's my favorite thing? I'm working on a Model T right now, a brand-new kit that I just got come out of Russia, and it goes together just perfectly, and so I'm loving that. I guess the thing is, whatever I'm working on now is my favorite thing. <laughs> All right. I can understand that. And so uh, at this current IPMS show, what was one of the uh, things that you saw that was most inspiring or that was your personal favorite at this current show? so far well to be honest with you i'm sitting at a table uh, for a paper model is trying to get some interest going on that so i haven't really looked at all the entries i've cruised through it a couple times uh and i will if you've asked me that question a little later i'll be able to answer it because i i'm going to judge where uh, model cars magazine is giving an award to the best model car and that is going to be a tough decision there's a couple other guys that helped me come up with that but uh, there's some really awesome model cars so the guys from california that came in and from out of state uh add to the competition so this all uh, top-notch national level stuff here um so how far do people usually come from this for this type of event uh actually there's a guy here from alaska he's probably alaska. from the furthest uh, distance that i know of i don't know if there's anybody from the east coast or not uh, most of the we travel in the southwest a lot to Southern California to the shows Arizona because we there's a nucleus maybe a half a dozen of the guys that are in the IPMS club that will go to all the other shows and compete and we each have our own share of, of, of winning here and there uh, so we go down there they come up here sort of a you scratch my back and I'll scratch yours but uh, I, uh, the bulk of the people here from, from California, Southern California, there's some people from Northern California that I've talked to. So it's, um, 
it's a nice this is the this is probably the biggest show that we've had in the 10 years that I've been here and the quality of the work is really really shows do you have any family members the Bill Models, <clears throat> you know, unfortunately, I wasn't able to convince. I have three kids, and I was not able to convince my sons to do modeling. They did it, but with gritted teeth, I guess, and just sort of passed through it. I guess, yeah, they didn't have the passion that you have. No. And, 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 but I have a granddaughter who, uh, she's built the, some of the beginning models in, in the, the Hobbytown show. She's won jun- Best Junior in that show a couple times, and she actually does it herself. So that's my biggest success, I guess. My daughter made a couple, but, you know. And the same thing with the Pinewood Derby. I did that with the <clears throat> Indian guides. And they did that, but they, they never got into the plastic model. I guess the thing is <clears throat> kids nowadays want that instant gratification. And they're so tied into the computers and into the uh, into their phones now that uh, it's hard to get them to sit down and spend five, ten hours on a, on a model. But the ones that do, there's a lot to be learned from model building itself. I mean, you learn how to read plans. You learn patience and skills, hand-eye coordination. Uh, there's, I think my career as an industrial designer was probably based on the fact that one of the my early experiences with building the stick and tissue planes in the company that made this Willows company, <clears throat> I loved the drafting on the plans, and I ended up going into a field that, Drafting would be part of it, and and so I can draft by hand, and it's really uh, um, very rewarding. I wish more kids would do it. It's great for kids. So, uh, like, what inspires you to do greater work? Well, just going out to a, a show and seeing what people uh, are doing here in a show like this. You walk around, get the ideas of what people have done, uh, like the beautiful paint jobs. You try to find out what kind of paint they've used. You know, makes you want to do a, a do a better job. No. Yeah, just going out and seeing what, what other people are doing, that's that's the big part of it. Who do you feel is one of the best model builders you've ever met in your life? <clears throat> that's an interesting one, too, because I can answer that question, but it's not what you would expect from coming here and seeing these shows. There's a, there's a doctor in Honolulu. He's an emergency Ladies room physician, and he's also uh, a musician. He plays in a jazz band. And he's also a hang glider pilot, and he is an absolutely incredible individual. He builds, we were doing peanut scale, which is small stick and tissue planes. You actually wind up the rubber and fly them indoors, and which is pretty exciting because it's kind of a guts ball game. Whatever you do makes a big difference in how well that plane is going to perform. And he would take these big kits and can throw all the uh, wood away and use lightweight wood, special covering, and then put the decals on it that came with the kit. And he was an amazing builder. And he was so. And he was in his 70s at the time when I knew him. And um, But he didn't do the finishing, not like the, the plastic models with IPMS, is a whole different thing because there the finish has a lot to do with it, not only the craft but the finish and... <clears throat> they're not quite the same, but if you if you had to take the cars out or the planes out and fly them, then you'd find <laughs> a, a big difference. In fact, I was at a show in, in uh, California about a month ago, and they actually had a category of, of people flying flying models there, and to me, those are gorgeous. But we I've never seen them in an IPMS show before. That was that was fun. Did you have anything that you wanted to uh, say for anyone out there that's you know looking to become a model builder? I would tell anybody who wants to build something, don't be 
overwhelmed with it or intimidated by it. There are, if you go to your local hobby shop, there are a lot of kits that are made for entry level. In fact, a lot of the kits are rated number one through five. You get a simple kit and uh, put that one together and finish it. And you're going to make mistakes. But once you get one done, you want to build a second one and do the second one. And what the biggest mistake people make is they go and, like, they want to build a ship and they want to build a square rigger right out of the barn, and you can't do it. It's just too much knowledge you have to gain before you can do that. If you start with a rowboat, your chances of getting it done are a lot better. And the same with the cars. You get a snap-tight kit, and <clears throat> they're uh, relatively easy to do. They have one kit out now. It's uh, got nine p- parts to it. I mean, anybody can put it together. The wheels turn, so there's a play value with it. You get something like that, and you have it finished, and the kids are so proud of what they finish, and that's the thing. You want to get them to finish that first one and then want to go on the second one. Then the other thing is the Internet, which they're so concerned about, or everybody is, is the greatest resource for model builders right now. This is the golden age. It's not in the 60s, like they said, because you can go on Internet, Google Images, and you can get incredible photographs for references so you, can, you know what you're building. You get a better job out of it. No, it's really um, it's a good time to build models. So by all means, anybody who wants to do it, it, it teaches us so much. <clears throat> all right. Well, we want to thank you for joining us today for our team-day broadcast. We can reach Mr. John Ojaka at modelcarsmag.com or john at modelcarsmag.com. That will do it, yes. And thanks a lot for the opportunity. I appreciate the chance to brag a little bit about my favorite hobbies. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Teen Day remembers the Riv. The Riviera was preparing for the 60s with a major makeover, including expansions and renovations. The one thing they weren't prepared for was the untimely death of Gus Greenbaum. Co-partner Ben Goffstein sought the approval of the Nevada Tax Commission to make arrangements with other local licensees to assist in operating costs. They agreed. It would be in best interest of the public to ensure the stability of the Riviera. The doors would remain open. The Clover Room was renamed the Versailles Theater and featured Louis Armstrong, Betty Grable, Tony Bennett, George Burns, the Andrews Sisters, Sid Caesar, and a comedian, Shecky Green. On November 25, 1963, the Riviera joined other resorts on the Strip in dimming their lights in wake of President Kennedy's assassination and funeral. If you'd like to know more about the history of Las Vegas, visit ClassicLasVegas.Squarespace.com, helping preserve 20th century Las Vegas. All right. We're back at the 2015 Best in the West IPMS Regionals at the Riviera Hotel. I'm Steven from the Teen Day Broadcast, and I'm here with one of the contestants, Jaden St. Pierre. How's it going today, Jaden? It's doing really good, Steve. How about yourself? I'm feeling great. Well, man, this is quite an experience we're here at today. Yeah. it's a, It takes a lot of work to get into these shows and oh, enter wow. the models. All right, all right. So tell me, is this uh, your first... IPMS show? No, it is not, Steve. Um, I have entered in many of these shows, maybe three to two times. All right, all right. So um, we see that you have the destroyer ship entered into this contest. Yes, I do. It, 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 it's a really good ship. Helped in, the, helped in a lot of wars. Okay, Um. so how long did it take you to build this type of ship and Give me uh, like a, a description of what kind of destroyer ship is. Um, the destroyer ship. Um, it took me about two months to build. Um, what the destroyer ship looks like. Um, it has a black stripe. The bottom is red with the propellers with it. 
and um, the, all the top is gray. It has large guns front and back. It has um, stations where to put the guns, and um, it has big cannons on it, and it has explosive barrels in the back. Wow, that sounds like a lot of stuff. That sounds very detailed. What made you get into this type of hobby that you're in? Um, well, one day I saw my grandpa building models, and I thought, I asked him, can I build a model? And he said, sure. We went out, we got a Camaro, and that's what that was my first build. Wow. Also, um, one other thing I was curious about. What, what is the name of this ship that that you built i mean did you give it a personal name or are you just um, naming the, i call the i like to call it the black mamba the black mamba all right all right so what made you uh pick that name um well because it's helped in so many wars that i thought it's got to be a really good ship so right. i said it's got to have a really good name oh. so i chose the black mamba black mamba elusive and deadly yeah. How old are you now? I am 12 now. And you've been building since you were... Seven. Seven years old. So that's... It's been quite a long time. So you're... You are considered a veteran now. Yeah. So is this something you see yourself continue to do as you get older and enter into more conventions and contests? I'm going to go all around the world. I have enough models to last me until high school. I have two tubs filled. Oh man, that's a lot, man. So I mean, you just on your spare time, you just love to just build those models, huh? Yeah, it's a lot of fun. And to any viewers out there, you should try it too. All right. So tell me, like, what, what's your favorite uh, besides, of course, your own model you've seen in this convention so far? Um, I saw a lot of ones, but I saw a diorama that had a dragon, and the dragon was in a cave shaped like an evil person yeah we saw that one and we thought that one was very creative and detailed i gotta say that's one of my favorites as well it it's a really nice diorama i can tell it took a lot of work to do i i i could tell from the texture of the um of the diorama that um it the outside the cave was made of clay yeah, awesome. So tell me, what kind of things inspire you to make you want to, you know, build some of the models that you build? Um, the things that inspire me are just to show it off. It's a really fun thing to do. It's not like you go, oh, yeah, I'm going to win. I'm going to do all this. I'm going to be the best model person ever. It's just to have fun. It's all it is. I could definitely understand that. I could definitely understand that. And my grandpa, he's the one who taught me that. Don't just go to try and win stuff do it so people can see it also do you also uh learn from some of the dioramas and models that you see to make you want to incorporate some of that style yes. into your own style yes um i am building a tank right now it's a panzer faust and um i asked my grandpa can we buy um a person to put next to the tank and another person to sit on the tank and he said oh yeah we can do that so when maybe next ipms show 
I will have that Panzer Faust. All right. That sounds good. This is my first time at the IPMS, and I'm just blown away by the, you know, the talent I've seen around me and the, the models and how real things look. I mean, we saw a car, and the paint just looks so detailed. Everything yeah. just looks like it, it's a miniature version of the real of the real thing. Yeah. People here, they, like, spend a lot of time. They spend, like, every single minute they can to build models, to paint models. And some people think, oh, I painted it. I'm going to wait like two days and then I'm going to start going. No, you can't do that because then the paint will get messed up. Some I had to wait for that destroyer ship to finish drying for two months. Wow. wow. And then I finished it. Wow. My goodness. Do you live in Las Vegas? Yes, I do. I travel to California... Washington and Arizona and here to the shows to wow. show my stuff. Wow. Wow. So your work is really it's spreading out and people are, are seeing what you're capable of. Yeah. Out of those experiences, what was one of the most amazing? Um I'd order. have I'd have to say um when last year um I entered in the IPMS show. And I got the um, best junior award, and like a little, like the little twelve-year-old I am, I screamed when I got the award. <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, I will scream too. It's a very you yeah. Know, it's a very exciting it's a, it's a experience honor. when you get that award. You just feel great. That's awesome. I started that. the first one I built, the first two I built, which was the YF twenty-two Raptor and the Camaro. Those were the two that I built with my grandpa and then he said okay you're gonna do everything by yourself now i said okay i got this and now here i am with my own ship that i built so once again how, how long did that ship take you to build solo by yourself um two months two months the only time my grandpa helped me on that ship was with the airbrush that was it and from on average, what's the amount of time you would spend building on a session to build that destroyer? When I come over to my grandparents, I usually spend about like an hour or two working on my models. Okay. Like I've said, guys, it takes a lot of devoted time to do this because if you don't spend time on this, it's not going to turn out good. And like I've seen some, I've seen some models where they don't even paint it. They just stick it together and they don't do anything with it. They just set it, set it down. And the amazing part is I've seen people that don't paint anything and they win it. They, I've seen people win best of show wow. with a plain white model. Wow. So tell me, do you do you take any days off, or do you, is this something you do like seven days a week or um, five days a week? I, I spend a good chunk of time on these every week. I spend about like four days a week working on these, and yeah, and I have a like maybe five or six shelves filled with models. There's a lot of things that i've built in the past five years okay yeah so what what's your uh, future plans like what do you plan on building next um, after, after the ipms what, what's your next project after um, that after i finish the tank i'm gonna build a army hummer army hummer whoa that sounds and i'm gonna paint it the rugged. three color camo and then i'm gonna get a another um tank 
and I'm going to paint it the three-color camo. Okay. And we just want to know, how will we be able to reach you and find you at these conventions? You just got to come. That's the only way you're going to know. I always go to California and Arizona and this IPMS show. Those are, those are the main three that I stay at. All right. We want to thank you for joining us today. You're listening to the Team Day IPMS Las Vegas Special Broadcast, presented by 91.7 The Edge, Radio Airlift, the Wisconsin Broadcasters Association, and the Team Day Radio Network. Port Community Credit Union is owned by their account holders or members where every member has the same share, no matter how much money is in their account. With more than 27,000 no-fee ATMs nationwide and a free mobile app, FCCU wants to make banking easy for you. Membership is open to anyone living or working in Dane, Dodge, Jefferson, Walk, Walworth, and Waukesha counties. Details are available by visiting fortcommunity.com, member NCUA, membership eligibility required. Want to follow the pulse of the west side of Los Angeles? Want to know all the latest news and events from Beverly Hills to Santa Monica? WestsideToday.com is updated daily with top news as it breaks. And video featuring hot happy hours, top dining spots, and local events. Covering Santa Monica, Venice, Malibu, Westwood, West LA, Brentwood, Century City, and Beverly Hills. WestsideToday.com is the source for local news. Military members need those moments of grounding and love during chaotic and dangerous deployments. Families worry when they don't hear from them. A phone call home can mean all the difference. Donate a gently used mobile phone or make a donation at www.cellphonesforsoldiers.com. Your donations purchase free calling cards for our troops to call home. It's the least we can do for those who do so much for us. Teen Day remembers the riff. A young aspiring female vocalist made her Las Vegas debut opening for Liberace. Barbara Streisand went on to become a headliner herself. Carol Channing, Vic Damone, Eddie Fisher, Toadie Fields, Buddy Hackett, Ronan Martin, and many others made the list. Ann Margaret previewed her show for servicemen at Nellis Air Force Base before her opening at the Riviera. The riff wasn't only about promoting legends, they were about creating a Riviera family. In June 1969, Dean Martin brought his television show featuring the gold diggers to the Riviera. They even gave him his own lounge, Dino's Den. Engelbert Humperdinck made his debut on the Dean Martin Show. Bob Hope introduced John Davison and Joan Rivers on stage. Shecky Green, his closest friends were Buddy Hackett and Lenny Bruce. If you'd like to know more about the history of Las Vegas, visit classiclasvegas.squarespace.com, helping preserve 20th century Las Vegas. You're listening to WSUW, Whitewater, Wisconsin, and Radio Airlift, Beverly Hills, California, on the Teen Day Radio Network. Now back to the Teen Day, IPMS, Las Vegas Special Broadcast, supported by 91.7 The Edge, Radio Airlift, the Wisconsin Broadcasters Association, and the Teen Day Radio Network. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Daryl Fulton Sr. I'm here today with Chris Worma. Am I pronouncing your name right, Chris? Right on the money. Very good, good. Chris, we're at the Riviera Hotel in Las Vegas, beautiful Las Vegas, close to downtown, for the IPMS, which I understand means International Plastic Model Society? 
That is correct. So we're going to be dealing with mannequins or something like that? What's going on No, with this? this is uh, plastic model cars, airplanes, uh, tanks, warcraft, armor, uh, even statues and resin products. This is all uh, assembled by the individual person with their own unique style. And uh, what we're doing down here today is the 20th anniversary Ooh. of the Best of the West shows. Riviera put it on for us, gave us nice big rooms. Over 400 entries Man, today, I see. which is actually a really good number. And when you walk through, wish you guys could see this out there, you're going to see what starts in the vision of a mind and goes to a hand. I remember as a kid, we had the model. I'm looking around, I see all the model, uh, like sort of like ABC put together like Legos they do these days. But these guys, these things are much more sophisticated than that. You guys are dealing with things that are, you're taking like a, a car, actual size, and according to, I guess, what is it, geometry or whatever it is, you're taking the numbers and reducing it and make everything fit. How does that translate from the person's mind to take something like that to make it fit into a model? Let's start with something really basic. Let's use a really common kit that's out there. Is uh, let's do seventy Chevelle. Okay. Uh, when it scales down, a little bit of algebra will take you through one to one scale, which is the car itself. What we're building is one twenty four or one twenty five scale. That's literally quarter scaling each point of yes, that car. Yes. So if that car's you know twenty feet long, mm-hmm. we're now scaling it down, and we're building a nine inch long or ten inch long car that's scaling it down what we call 125 scale that's scaling it all the way down bringing it down to a size that's handled with your hands right and it's a little bit easier to look into and of course there's a lot of detail that goes into it uh most of these uh car kits they can start with 50 to 60 parts and actually go up over 100 um we have a lot of airplanes or ships or uh even um tank Mm. uh, units depending on their size and we're looking at six, seven, even a thousand parts to put these together. Bigger than a puzzle. Bigger than a puzzle. Way bigger. And thank God for the directions that we have with the kits. They're so <laughs> intricate and well detailed. It helps you put it together, even right down to color coding each thing and the detail of uh, decals and, and script. Right, for, right. Take, for instance, a, a, a fighter, an F 16. It's going to have certain script mm-hmm. on the wings and mm-hmm. along the sides. You want to make sure that's in the proper place. That's all about getting that handled and taken care of. So, Chris, you mentioned 125. These glasses are 125 reflection as far as making things a little bit bigger. Now, my question is in regards to the instructions. If the kit has instructions, do you guys have categories whereby people go sort of from the top of their head and be able to do create? Or do most of the kits have instructions with them? No, all kits will have a form of instructions or assembly that's going to be used for it right down to paint and decal alignment and it's going to be included in it and that that needs to happen mm-hmm. otherwise you well you just got anarchy coming out well, of the box see, I was about know, to ask about that. remember the old wood shop you're probably too young but back in the day we used to have a thing called wood shop and our you know electric shop where we go and learn how to build things from a little radio what do you call those things uh well the um, little uh tube type uh two-way radios and, two-way and radios. Uh, then you could uh, frequency radios uh, i remember building those believe it or not uh I don't look as old as I really am. You have enough gray, brother. You have enough gray. (laughs) I take care of myself. I got kids that listen, so I'm lucky. (laughs) Listen. You know, I feel sorry for my brothers. What about about the issue about they taking all these things out of schools, middle schools? If something like this was in our schools as a curriculum, because it's actually taking geometry, all those various things, mathematics uh, principles, to create something that is basically like uh, scaled down, like you call it. Why isn't something like this in our schools, especially our public schools? It's been pulled out because they don't find it as a necessary thing. I can remember being in things like science class. Mm-hmm. 
uh, along with Auto Shop in high school. And one of our requirements in both classes was to build related science projects to... Uh, in auto shop, the automotive end of it, uh, even in, in shop class, you're cutting wood and you had to build something that contrasted some sort of blueprint or directions. Today, budgeting, yes. the schools are looking, you know, they're so interested in how the kids are dressing or the way their hair is or the girls putting on too much makeup, you know. Mm. And we've gone to an electronic age where kids don't even talk to each other. They text message. There you go. So that's kind of bowled us away from it. Now it's time to roll it back. Absolutely. And what, what do you suggest as far as it has to, be a, has to be a legislative act or could it be some kind of lobbyist that we get down to people, get down to the school boards or whatever to be able to say, we need our kids to be more creative. Their mind is like almost atrophying. Uh, I'm going to start with one word. Parents. Oh, is that... It is has that to start at home is, so yes. that the parents will show up to the school. That's why we still concept. have a PTA. <laughs> Interesting concept. Teachers are willing to do this, but right. you can't have a teacher go out. And you got to understand something, folks. When I was a kid, a model kit for a car, 125 scale model kit, cost about a dollar, dollar and a quarter. Yep, yep. You remember those days? Yes, sir. Well, now the average plastic model car kit's right around 20 bucks. Teachers make $28,000 yeah. a year yeah. right out of college. Right. Well, they've got student loans. they got rent. They may have a car payment. Uh, they're buying their groceries. Got to still pay their utilities. There's not much left over for them Correct. to run out and buy. Figure you got 30 students per class times six. That's 180 students a day. They don't have 180 times 20 for resources. You're right. Wait, exactly. Wait, Chris, That's a perfect word. The concept of teachers buying things, I've heard from teachers uh, for the last 10, 15 years, that they actually do go in their own pocket. And purchase things for my grandchildren to, to do something in school. My That's mom was a teacher, money. and my mom every year used to spend probably about thirty five hundred dollars to about five thousand a year on her students because most of them lived in very poverty sure, poverty ridden, yeah. or there was gangs, or there was something right, going right. on in the household that created a problem. Uh, one of the biggest things we have now is such a high divorce rate. We don't have the two both parents homes, in yeah, the house. Sure. And it doesn't matter if mom's not there or dad's not there. One paycheck constantly barely covers the basic bills. So getting parents back involved, whether they're married, divorced, whatever, it's got to start at home. It's got to. And there's nothing wrong with putting out a few bucks. Uh, I've got two kids that are here in Las Vegas. One goes to one of the academies, East Tech. The other one goes to uh, local high school, El Dorado. Mm-hmm. And they still come home with a list for certain projects, sure. whether it's a big uh, poster board or uh, like both my girls right now are doing um, the uh, growth of plant life for their science classes. Okay. So okay. they we went out and bought them a plant. And they have to photo it every day, take a picture they got to keep a, a log of mm-hmm. what they do. Well, this is the same thing like uh, building a certain type of model. You're having to step up to the plate, open that box up, get those directions out, and you begin with step one. Some of them, step one starts with uh, the automotive engine, get yes. the basic assembly. After you've assembled the basics of it before you put chrome on, got to paint it. So you want to get rolling through here, and that's what gets it taken care of. And I think that's one of the biggest parts that we have is, is getting our kids back involved, getting them into that box. You know, um, a lot of parents can't afford to uh, give their kids money all the time. So, sure. kids, that's what chores are for. Hello. Help mom and dad out. Yes. Do the dishes, mow the lawn, clean up, do what you got to do. And that pulls that extra money to run out to one of the local hobby stores and be able to pick up something that they'll enjoy taking part in. Um, 
it's 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 that feeling you get of doing the accomplishment of building something which starts in your mind. Mm-hmm. Sure, you start yeah. with a basic car kit. It doesn't matter what the box art looks like. Right. It's the color you decide. Sure. It's how you want to put it together and what's going to be involved with it because there are so many aftermarket parts now. Photo, photo etch is uh, the metal parts now that are now replacing some of the plastic mm-hmm. parts. Mm-hmm. We've spent so much time creating add-on stuff. It's making it easier for your mind to be more creative. Good. Well, welcome to art class. Welcome to English. Welcome go. to there science. Welcome to history. All in one. You bet. We constantly have teachers that are challenging our history books, okay? Let's get the kids out there and prove it differently. So other than just the, the, the various models of the uh, the inanimate objects, what about the, the concept of plastic and getting into... I don't know, uh, like they have the museums, uh, figurines, uh, human beings, or animals, things like that. Can you ever see a concept go from the, the vehicles, the airplanes, the battleships, to that concept of other things? Sure, why not? Science is dealing with evolution. In evolution, mm-hmm. we have to look at the fact that dinosaurs existed millions of years mm-hmm. ago. Their extinction... Come back into the contest, contest room now. Hello. A little back feed there. Sorry, yes. folks. Um, it was a voice from above letting us know that uh, <laughs> the display area for our contest that's going on, the judging is done, and they're going to start doing awards here pretty soon. But to, to catch us back up, it's it's a matter of closing the union between our classrooms and our students and our, right. our families. Right, right. When you go to science or you go to your history class, like I was talking about before we got interrupted, mm-hmm. evolution has been a long grinding and slow process for mm-hmm. trying to teach because mm-hmm. uh, evolution has kind of interfered with our religion. Sure, sure, and sure, sure, sure. so there's been a lot of questions. We have a lot of people that mm-hmm. get upset about it. Mm-hmm. Evolution is a natural growth where we started from, from zero. Mm-hmm. So science is going to give us plant life, okay. animal life, growth, and the time over the millions of years. When you take a model kit of a dinosaur and you're painting it and creating that scale action, that's what you need. And look, Chris, only because we got to get to the judging, I know you have to be part of that and then wrapping it up. Give me the idea of what the judges are looking for, as brief as you can, and who would be the actual winners of the type of event like this in the various categories. What are the judges looking for, bottom line? Judges are going to start looking at the quality over quantity. Mm-hmm. They're going to be looking at how much detail you put into it. And the more you put into that detail, that's what's going to bring it out. That's what's going to show. You want to attract that judge's eye to the most intricate little things. And that's why your mind has to get that perfect trick to the hand. Detail and quality. Okay. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, I hope that you appreciated Chris Warmer. He's been an excellent gentleman to interview with us. Let us know about the IPM, IPMS. Yeah. There we go. Okay, if, for those of you that want to get in touch with me and you, you need something, you can go on Facebook to Christopher Elliott Worma, W-E-R-M-E. If you just look that up, it'll bring my name. If you want to go ahead and send me an email, it's ChristopherWormy at Yahoo.com. And please, I've been doing this for... Gosh, 46, 47 years. Make a raffle yeah. art and blue tickets. Is it generational in the family? Generational? Oh, yes. My daughters, uh, they're also into the hobbying, too, all three of them. Right. And they get it when they can, mm-hmm. uh, busy work schedules. But uh, I'm home all the time now. I'm on disability due to accidents. Okay. But I build Relate more and more now, and I'm into it. And I love the collection of it and really thinking about what I can do with each kit. My brother, God bless you, Chris, man. Thank you, sir. Look forward to doing this again next year, okay? Always. Always. All right, take care. Teen Day remembers the Rib. On September 12, 1970, the Riviera made history again. 
They hosted what was known as the Friars Club Roast of comedian Joey Lewis, hosted by Dean Martin, emceed by George Jessel, and attended by a packed house of Hollywood and Broadway's finest. The Versailles Theater was center stage for Mitzi Gaynor, who received the Star Entertainer of the Year trophy from Governor Laxle. Others who appeared in 1970 were Burt Bacharach, George Carlin, Vicki Carr, Phyllis Diller, Connie Francis, and Liza Minnelli. In 1971, The 50 Mention, Woody Allen, Norm Crosby, David Frost, Melba Moore, and Ray Stevens. The Versailles Theater was continuing to entertain guests with the Smothers Brothers, Dionne Warwick, the Spinners, Bill Withers, Olivia Newton-John, the Carpenters, Jimmy Walker, the Pointer Sisters, Steve Martin, Dolly Parton, Rodney Dangerfield, and Tony Orlando and Dawn. If you'd like to know more about the history of Las Vegas, visit ClassicLasVegas.Squarespace.com. Helping preserve 20th century Las Vegas. All right, we're back at the 2015 Best in the West IPMS Regional at the Riviera Hotel. I'm Steven from the Teen Day Broadcast, and I'm here with Patrick Simon. How are you doing today, Patrick? I'm fine. How are you doing, Stephen? I'm doing just fine. How many conventions have you been to? This is my first convention. I've been to a number of smaller shows, but this is this is my first convention. So it's, it's, it's something new for me, too. All right, and I just got to say that these models I've seen, they've been very detailed, and these entries are, are just very mind-boggling. I know you have quite a few entries in, in this uh, contest, so uh, how many entries exactly do you have? I have seven here today. Okay, wow. Care to share which uh, seven those are? Well, I have uh, two 116 scale cars. Uh, one's a 57 Thunderbird uh, track car, race car, I have a, and the other is a 78 uh, Corvette. Uh, it's in the um, factory stock. I also have a 61 Dodge Polara, which is a resin kit. It's 125 scale, uh, 61 Cadillac, 125 scale resin. Uh, a 60 Ford Galaxy uh, NASCAR. Uh, a 57 Ford Restomot. Wow, okay. Yeah. These cars are so detailed. Mm-hmm. They look like the exact car that you drive, but it's just a, a little model version. So how do you guys get it to look so detailed? A lot of work, a lot of time. Um, on my cars, uh, my specialty is paint jobs. I love to do a nice paint job, and I can, I can easily put um, you know eight, ten hours into a paint job, just sanding, polishing, um, just like you would a real car. If you're restoring a car, a show car, you know it's the same process. So. Uh, and the whole idea is to try to make the cars look as realistic as possible, detail, um, uh, just do your best, you know. So, I mean, it, it took me a lot of years to get to this where I'm, where I'm at now. Um, so, but, you know, that's pretty much it. All right. So tell me, when did you start and when did you know that this has become, you know, a big hobby of yours and a, sort of a passion of yours that you like to do? Well, I was I started in 1966. I was six years old. I bought my first car and I built that, and I was I was hooked, and uh, I just kept building. And by the time I was 13, I was even I was able to land a, a part-time job, like after school and weekends, working for a small movie company in California, building model sets and model cars. So. Uh, I've been doing it ever since. What kind of things inspire you to build the type of uh, models that you do build? 
Uh, I just I just build what I like. Uh, I, I mainly like factory stock cars, so that's pretty much what I what I build. I like cars from the late yeah, 50s good morning, everybody. Again, it's and uh, cars from the 60s. <clears throat> the mainly what I build. Vegas? Every once in a while, I build a custom right. or do something crazy. Right, your first ticket is let my imagination run wild. Two, three, five. Besides five, your own eight, entries in, five, inside this six. contest, uh, now, what what are some of the entries that you saw that were your personal favorite? Oh, there's there's a lot of nice cars out there. Um, I've seen an old '37 Chevy pickup. This is a beautiful truck. Uh, it's a beautiful Hemi Cuda sitting out there. Uh, there's just a lot of beautiful, beautiful uh, models out there. You can see people put a lot of time and trouble and money into. So it's just hard to pick one that's the best. There's just so many nice ones out there. Have you been in any other contests with your models and won any other contests? Uh, uh, yeah, I'm, every year um, a hobby town here in Las Vegas has uh, two shows a year. And uh, I'm always in those, and uh, yes, I I uh, I've won a lot with them, you know, at their shows. But uh, this is my first time at a show, just this caliber, this big, you know. So. It's very big, yes. <laughs> it's very big. <laughs> yeah, it'd be it'd be special to win at a show like this, you know. There's a lot of competition out there today. So tell me, uh, after IPMS, what what kind of uh, future projects do you have in mind set to do? Uh, nothing for myself at the moment. I have I have a lot of work I have to do for other people. I build cars for other people, so I'll be I'll be doing that for the next couple months, and then I'll probably start on something for myself after that uh, for the next uh, Hobby Town show. It'll probably be coming up around October. So do you got any ideas of what's the next project you want to build? Uh, for myself, it's, it's tough. I have, um, I have over 200 cars sitting there waiting for me to build right now. And oh, I, I just man. have to pick one out that I want to do next. So uh, I don't know. At this moment, I don't know what I'm going to build next for myself. All right. What categories are you uh, entering in today? I'm in uh, factory stock, uh, closed circuit racing, and uh, uh, 120 in larger scale. All right. What actually is that? If you could break that one down, 120 and larger. Yes. It's just it's just a larger scale uh, car. I mean, the majority of the the cars are 125 scale, 124. Uh, the 116 scale is what I have in there today. Uh, in, the, in the larger scale, which the difference is, your 125 is basically about seven to eight inches long, where you, your uh, larger scale, like my 116s, they're about <clears throat> four or five inches longer. You know, just bigger scale. Okay, what's the what's the biggest model you ever built? Uh, one eight scale. One eight scale. One eight scale, which is fairly good size i believe that car was probably around and 19 20 inches long i've i've built a lot over the years all different scales and mainly i just stick with cars everybody has certain things they like i like cars i mean airplanes are very popular uh, military airplanes uh, army tanks stuff like that so but i've always built cars over the years and it's just what i like to build 
So do you give any of those cars, like, nicknames after you build them? Do you name the cars? or Only when they give me a lot of trouble, I give them a name. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I had one car. It was a uh, uh, 50, 57 or 58 Plymouth, and... I had so much trouble with that car. I nicknamed it Christine because I, oh I was almost afraid to go to sleep at night <laughs> thinking this car was going to come in and try to kill me in my That's sleep. Right. It was so. It was just a nightmare, you know. Just It just fought me every step of the way. And I built it for another guy he wanted to build. And after he bought the car from me, he even had trouble with this car. Oh and then he goes, he goes, this car is just bad luck. And I said, this is something about it. I said, it, it, it's. Yeah. <laughs> so you considered that one a lemon, huh? Yeah. I said, I said, I'm glad I shipped it to you. I said, you know, it just fought me every step of the way. And then he Christine. had issues with it, you know, <laughs> of taking it to a show and it got damaged and uh, just one thing after another with that car. So oh, okay. we still joke about it. So that's your, you would consider that one your worst project? It was the most troublesome project. Uh, you don't, I have to laugh about it now. Yeah. It was just one thing after another. Just, you just have to laugh and you think about everything that happened. But, um, and I had a, I had another car that gave me fits like that. And it's like I built this. I built. I had a guy in Canada that um, he likes '66 Buick Wildcats, and I built him about six of them from the, the same type of kit, but one of them. Just fought me to no end, and it didn't make no sense. You know, I built the same car for him, one after another. One of them, you know, and you just get it that way. Sometimes it just happens, you know. All right. Uh, so, what would be your most proud model that you built? Uh, I would have to say probably when I was thirteen, I um, I saw the uh, the original movie Gone in sixty seconds. And I was wanting to get some promotional material from the movie, and I called the studio that made the movie and asked them if I could, you know, get some movie posters, photo stills, anything. They said, sure, come on down. I went down there, and I took, I built the producer, a scale model of the car used in the movie. And he liked that car so much, he hired me to build 10 more of those cars for him. And then he just ended up hiring me in my spare time after school weekends to come work for him as he was a toy collector also and I built model cars for him you know so I'd have to say that car got me started in the business of um, making money so and it's like today you know I turned it into a business uh, so it's my job now uh, I, I have a I have a, a scale wrecking yard where I usually have Three, four, five hundred cars, and I have like a, a model restoration, and I build. It's just like full-scale cars, but smaller. You know, I have customers all over the world. Uh, I have a store on eBay, and uh, I get to sit at home and do something I enjoy. You know, for a living. So it's, it's great. That's really great. That's really awesome. Mm-hmm. So, uh, how can we uh, reach you? Do you have any websites that you're available uh, on? Uh, I, that have your a, I have an eBay on? store. Uh, it's called um, Models by Simon, and uh, I, uh, I have a lot of right now. I have a lot of junkyard cars and parts on there for sale. You know, I have like, I have people all over the world, customers that contact me for parts and everything, and I ship them to them. Uh, People that want stuff built will contact me, and I'll build cars for them. 
So, but yeah, I have my eBay store. That's really all I have. Um, somebody wants to go on there and see what I have. It, it's called Models by Simon. All right. Well, we want to thank you for joining us today. Oh, no problem. And, uh, be here. I have all the best of luck in your uh, your future projects and your future endeavors. And all right. we're just honored to have you. Thank you. Well, thank you, Stephen. Glad to be here. Team Day remembers the Riv. In 1984, a solid goal was showcased and Pavarotti appeared for a limited run. It seemed like Lady Luck was with the Riv, but the strip was changing its game. The Riviera's reputation of bringing in higher rollers just wasn't the hand that won anymore. They had filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy, but CPA author Wardsman had a plan to stack the cards back in their favor. He understood tourism and began to market to the middle class as well as the high rollers. Well, it worked. By 1985, they were back. The show Splash, starring Frank Gorshin, debuted at the Versailles Theater, centered around a 20,000-gallon aquarium. They also introduced Norbert Ailman's An Evening at Lagage and opened a basement-style comedy club, The Improv. Crazy Girls became famous for their billboards and ads. Liza Minnelli and Peter Zador were appearing at the Versailles Theater. If you'd like to know more about the history of Las Vegas, visit ClassicLasVegas.Squarespace.com, helping preserve 20th century Las Vegas. Hi, we're back at the post-ceremony awards for the Best of the West IPMS original at the Riviera Hotel. I'm Sky from Team Day with Gabby. Mm-hmm. Hey. So Gabby here has won three awards. How do you feel about that? Um, really good. It just uh, makes me feel really proud. Mm-hmm. And what did you win the awards for? I won uh, the the big 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 one uh, for the best junior model. Mm-hmm. I won my first place award uh, for my uh, Jeep. Then my third place uh, for my Barracuda. Oh, that's a good birthday present. Mm-hmm. Definitely. One of them with the best junior model came with a $25 gift card for Hobbytown USA, but then when my dad was packing up my models under two of them, there was another <laughs> gift card under them. So now I have $75. Uh, Congratulations on your awards. Thank you. Teen Day remembers the rib. The Las Vegas Strip was changing. Steve Wynn opened the Mirage, and the Riviera was determined to hold on to its market. In 1990, they expanded their casino out to the property line, and at 125,000 square feet, made it one of the largest casinos around, but it still wasn't enough. Frank Sinatra performed on New Year's Eve and again in 1991. Chapter 11, it was back on the books, but they managed to beat the house again. The Grand Ballroom showcased a disco party with Sister Sledge and Evelyn Champagne King, Drew Carey, Tammy Wynette, Ricky Van Shelton, The Beach Boys, Billy Ray Cyrus, Air Supply, Dennis Leary, Polly Shore, Bobby Vinton, and Paul Rodriguez also performed in the 90s. But by the year 2000, the Riviera was the only remaining original hotel on the Strip. If you would like to know more about the history of Las Vegas, visit ClassicLasVegas.Square.com helping preserve 20th Century Las Vegas. We're back at the post-ceremony awards for the Best of the West IPMS Regional at the Riviera Hotel. I'm Sky from Team Day with Jaden. It's good to be here. How are you? I'm doing good. So you just won an award for the Destroyer ship? Yes, I did. I won second place. Why did you name your ship the Black Mamba? Well, the reason I named my ship Black Mamba was because... Um, my dad was in the quick care a couple days ago because he had trouble breathing while driving. So we went over and I named it after him because 
he's strong and he can do anything, no matter what. So he's your personal role model? Yes, he is. Okay. Thank you, Jaden. You're welcome. I congratulate you on your award. Thank you. Team Day remembers the rib. The Riviera celebrated its 50th anniversary on April 20, 2005. Close to 500 entertainer names were compiled by the hotel staff to mark its 50th. Ice is featured at the Versailles Theater, a Russian spectacular featuring skaters on stilts, acrobats, clowns, and beautiful dance scenes. The legends who once graced the showrooms are now being replaced by smaller acts. Jay White's a Neil Diamond tribute. Dr. Scott Lewis, Dean and Friends starring Tom Stevens and Charo in concert. On April 20th, 2015, The Riv celebrated its 60th anniversary, just two days after our interview and 14 days before its final farewell. Crazy Girls was the final show performed on May 1st. There are 60 years of Riviera history. Now, millions can enjoy a lifetime of memories. If you'd like to know more about the history of Las Vegas, visit ClassicLasVegas.Squarespace.com, helping preserve 20th Century Las Vegas. Hi, we're back at the Post Ceremony Awards for the Best of the West IPMS Regional at the Riviera Hotel. I'm Sky from Teen Day with Pat. Yep. Um, so you entered seven cars in? Seven cars, yep. And you won an award for two of them? One for two, yes. Okay, so what were the car names? Uh, one of them was a 57 Ford Thunderbird um, race car, and the other was for a 1960 Dodge uh, factory stock car. So you've won two awards today, and this is your first time at this event? Yes, yes. Uh, I was happy with that. You know, they um, get two awards for the first time out. That's pretty good. I'm happy with that, yes. Well, thank you, Pat, for being here well, with us today. I appreciate Congratulations being here. Congratulations on you. your first awards at this event. Thank you. You've been listening to our Team Day IPMS Las Vegas special broadcast featuring International Plastic Modeler Society, USA staff and modelers presented by... 917 The Edge, Radio Airlift, Daily Jefferson County Union, Mirror Media Group, Rift Marketing Group, and the Wisconsin Broadcasters Association. The WBA is proud to support the mission of the Team Day Broadcasting Program, a community educational program through WSUWFM and Radio Airlift for teams interested in pursuing broadcast careers. We'd like to thank all of our featured guests who appeared on our show and extend our congratulations to them and all of the Plastic Modeler entrants. For all the category results and to learn more about the International Plastic Modeler Society, visit IPMSUSA.org. Our next broadcast will be the Let's Celebrate Dance Festival from the Van Nuys High School Center for Performing Arts. On behalf of the entire Team Day broadcast team, we thank you for listening and remember, you're never too young to become a plastic modeler.